Hey designers, welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Designed. I'm your host, Mario J. Radford. Today, my episode includes one uh, who really doesn't need an introduction, Terry Baker. Many of you might know him uh, by being the drummer for Kurt Franklin for many years, and he's been in the industry uh, for a very long time doing wonderful things, um, um, has many accolades and many, uh, many awards to his name. Uh, but for me, he's one of our hometown here in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, my music start as far as my very first project was because of him. Uh, he took the time in his studio, him and his brother. The uh, Simeon gave me the opportunity to do my first project. So, but my first episode, I wanted to, to pour back into who's poured into me. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Do me a favor, share it, uh, go ahead and, and comment or say something or uh, send it to somebody because everybody needs to hear this guy today. Um, I want to start off of my, uh, I gave him some different things I'll probably talk about, but I just want to start right here. Um, I don't know if you know it or not, but you are an OG. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around for a little while, man. I've been around. Uh, and I'm a great guy that, that he has sustained me this far, man. Yeah, you, you've been around for a minute. Um, I was thinking about it as far as your bio and stuff and just in general. And I was thinking, I said, I don't know who you haven't played for. I don't know who you haven't done anything for. I mean, you've been on the scene so long um, and been doing so much. Like, how does it feel for you now to be in a position where you're seeing an entire new generation rising up and looking at you like you're the the goat as it relates to drumming and, and, uh, and you know, all the different stuff you've done and, and uh, producing um, and all this stuff, you know, how does that make you feel seeing this whole new generation looking to you, asking you questions and getting your expertise and advice on stuff? Sometimes it's scary um, because, you know, I guess when I was coming up, you know, some of the, the values and some of the things that we were brought up on, when you see that shifting um, into a space that it's more about me, 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 and not about why we're doing it, or even respecting um, your fellow uh, musician peers, you know, just all of that, when it becomes uh, very selfish, that, that's the part of it that kind of scares me. I think social media has made a lot of people stars in ways that um, it, 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 it keeps us on a, on a platform of watch me, look at me, it's about me. Uh, that's, that scares me sometimes. Um, but then too, uh, I'm grateful because of my experience and the things that God has shown me through the years that, that, that people can kind of lean and kind of have different conversations with me and receive what I have to say when it comes to some of these areas. And, you know, because at the end of the day, because I am a musician and, 
you know, I think sometimes we all deal with that little man that sits on the shoulder. Um, it's it's easy uh, for us to communicate and be sensitive and have compassion and kind of even maybe understand where that sometimes comes from. Because my first um, experience with that little guy, I had I wasn't even 13. I was probably about 12. Uh, no. No, let me take that back. I had to be, I was probably about 14, 15 when uh, an artist came to our church and um, I had uh, the opportunity to play for this artist. But I, I, I would never forget because in my ears, I had people around me like praising me and saying all of these things. And, you know, I'm, I'm a teenager, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to play. I'm trying to, you know, figure out who I am and all of that. And, you know, on one side, that's that side that sometimes that boosts you up and you, you, you feeling yourself. But then on the other hand, it's like, no, you got to bring that down. So that was probably the first time that I saw it. And I'll never forget that same people. And some people have heard me tell this story, but that same person that that asked me to play was the same person that taught me a great lesson at that point, because he taught me um, really not to um, be consumed with myself because I was there to support something else. And I think in ministry, a lot of times we forget that it's all about God and we're here to do a service to God's people and to bless God's people. So that means, you know, whatever we think we should play, Maybe that's not what we should do. Maybe we should just kind of hear, okay, God, where are you leading me? Like, what are you wanting me to do at this moment? Because sometimes in church, we can overplay. Sometimes we can do so many things that become a distraction to the body of Christ that we miss the moments where God is really trying to bless his people. So, you know, it, it sometimes it's a, it's a good thing. And sometimes it's, it, it's it's not so good for me. Well, you said about the scary of the change of focus that it seems to be more me focused and not um, camaraderie, um, community focused. Where do you think that change happened? Like, because I know as uh, with anything, things don't just change overnight. It's a gradual. Um, digression, you know, of some sense, you know, things start to where, I don't know if you can pinpoint, you might be able to pinpoint it where you think it started. And um, if you think it's going to continue to go in that direction, or there's going to be some recalibration of sort where people are going to look back and say, I really need community. I, I can't do this by myself, you know, so. I, I think it, it really, you know, Technology is one thing, even for our business. Technology is one thing that uh, it's great on one end because it pushes us and um, it creates new ways for us to do things maybe a little bit easier, but also it makes us lazy. It makes, okay, case in point for me, because now... Uh, you know, with Pro Tools, whereas when I was cutting, we was cutting on two-inch tape, right? So it's cutting on two-inch tape. So that means we had to really know the music and we had to play it that one time. 
because it wasn't a lot of start stop. You couldn't do that. So, so you, you had to. You mean back then y'all weren't playing on top of tracks and playing on top of, of stands. No. We weren't doing none of that. We weren't I doing none of that. We, we might have lost like half the audience because they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know we, anything. We weren't doing none of that. We would go in when we when we were uh, tracking some of those early choir records and all of that. Sometimes, most of the times, we just had a click, just something just keeping us on time. But no loops. It was real percussion. It was all everything was. and recording it was the kind of the same process but pro tools came along so now people don't really have to really know the song i can really piece the song together and make it stay make it still feel great uh, which makes some of us lazy it makes for lazy musicians it's like the transpose button on the piano it makes for lazy musicians so and for me i didn't i grew up you know uh musician playing the piano i didn't learn how to play on a keyboard so i remember when they start talking about transpose i didn't even know what to do to transpose something i grew up when if the deacons or somebody started singing in the key of e or the key of a or some key that you didn't normally play in you played yeah. in that key <laughs> or yeah. you try to yeah. gradually shift them to another key <laughs> I, listen, I didn't heard that. that I didn't heard that uh, many a days. Like I'll push them to the key that I want to be in. So, so technology sometimes can be that piece that really makes us evolve in other areas, but then it cripples us. And because think about it, you know, something as simple as us having a conversation. Okay, so us really being face to face sitting down talking the world now we text we don't even look at each other you know it, it it's it's it, it 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 pushes us in in a way that you know we are really trying to um be somebody that we're we're really not we're we're putting on this facade and really it's it's making us really just look at each look at ourselves where we can go and rent a car, take a picture in the car and be like, this is the life I'm living. This is what I'm doing. Like, no, it's not like, like we're creating all of these kinds of monsters or even with, with school, man. I mean, I, I thought about this. I'm, I'm like, I've never seen so many videos of people fighting and right. Like they are setting up videos to go knock somebody out. Like, we didn't have that. So technology is creating, I think, is creating a lot of monsters in areas. And I think it, it just continues to get worse and worse to me uh, from what I'm looking at. And I just think that we need to speak more on that and really, you know, try to help and be a light for the next generation to be more grounded. And to be more holistic in in everything, in life, their business, uh, their relationship with God. I mean, all of it. I, I just think, I mean, we just have to find a way to make sure 
that we impart that, you know, more so and really not, you know, have them jumping off these cliffs because I'm seeing like, you know, some people are just causing destruction in their lives, you know, for no reason. Like, and it's causing more depression and with with the youth and everything, because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses and, you know, with the next person that has uh, 50 million followers and all, it, it just causes all of these things and all of these distractions that I think are, are that have caused that and made that shift. And it continues so, to do that. With that, because you said you said so many things that we could go into, but do you feel like the pressure of presenting yourself to be something that you said that you may not be um, is causing everyone to, for instance, like now there used to be a time where uh, you, you played or anybody played where everybody well, wanted we had headphones uh, then. Uh, but now, as soon as you grow to an instrument, everyone's immediately pulling out their phone and like recording it. So do you feel like that's, even causing us, like you said, having a conversation, sitting down, do you even feel like that's causing us to not even be present in a moment because we're viewing you through the screen and not even because like I've gone. I remember I went to I don't know what concert it was. I was at uh, some artist and uh, I didn't have my phone out. I mean, I'm still from that generation where I don't have to record everything. Um, but I remember looking around and I was like, none of you all are even paying attention to the aroma of the room, to the shoes that the artist has on, to the sweat that's coming from the musician or whatever, you're like glued to this device and you're gonna go back and watch it, but you were in it. Like, so do you feel like people are like missing the real um, engagement of being in the moment because of all this? Absolutely. I, I think you, you cannot, like, it's hard for me and it's hard for me. Okay, so if I'm going to a service and I am going for a move of God, I have something before God. How can I be tapped into the moment if everything that I'm doing is uh, centered around, let me get this footage of me? Or let me get this footage of somebody else that distracts my focus. Like, I, I, I've i never seen anything like, I, I, I was telling somebody uh, two days ago, we were talking about the church gone by. I was watching this old clip of a preacher. And I was like, man, I was feeling like I felt that moment, you know, you know, just watching it. Now, me looking back on that time, you know, it's like a lot of things, a lot of people, you know, some of them knew that they were being taped. Some of them didn't know. But think about it. Like most of, of us, because I won't say this generation, because I think it's got into some of the old people, too. They doing it, too. They pulling out their phones, too. Like, you know, every, like I, it's it's just become that now you won't talk about a pandemic that. These phones in church, that's a pandemic too. Oh my God. It's like oh, he it's clock, like, y'all. He's gonna clock. Like, soon as you get in the words, though, lift your hands and then you lift your hands and the phone is in the other. Like, what are y'all doing? How y'all tapped in to a move of God and you got your okay. 
but I was saying that that is really the church gone by because in that moment, it's nothing like being in the room and and watching God move. It, it, it disturbs me sometimes because this thing right here that we're using right now, which we're using it for good. But then some people take it. They take those clips that they don't really understand in those moments where people are really seeking God and they make a mockery of it. They are laughing at it. They are making all of these things about this one thing that is like, man, we're, we're not even church is not even sacred anymore. And, and what's crazy is I, I, I can't say 100 percent, but I will say this. There was a church, um, even when we go to places like Brazil and other other places where I, I never get this. Um, and I think it's because some things when it's new to a culture and when they really believe in it, they they keep they hold it sacred. We were in uh, South Korea, I believe, and we were at one of the largest churches there. And I'll never forget the concert was at the church, but they were setting up the stage and they had the musicians. They didn't allow us to touch their instruments. So I had went over to the area and I, I was just over there just uh, just admiring, you know, what they were doing. They said, blah. So when I got close, a man stopped me and said, oh, uh-uh, please don't touch. Um, we. All, all of everything in here, we hold sacred. And it's not it's not anything that we play with. You know, God is 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 something that we value. God is is everything to us. He's our redeemer. Like he he's all. So us worshiping him, whether it be through the instruments, what even in this place. You know, it's kind of like, man, we don't we don't play with that. Whereas look at our churches. Sometimes you, you have everything going on in a church. Now, most of them are not called churches anymore. Or, you know, whatever the terminology is. My, my point with that is really more about uh, how we hold it sacred. Because. We got and people can come in at, in in out of the storm, but we have everything going on in there. So how's it a place, the safety a place if you got all of these things going on inside of it? Like it, that, that doesn't make sense. So I just think, man, it, some of these things we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find uh, a, a middle ground to really bring the sacredness back to to God and uh, how we see him. If he's everything to us, he's our creator. It's like, we can't give him anything. We can't, we can't just allow um, um, this to be something that is now common. It's like, we're just common people now. It's just a common thing now. Uh, we don't we don't see a lot of signs and wonders. We don't see, you know, casting out of demons and all of this stuff. We don't call that out. We don't we don't speak to that. We don't see that no more. 
Yeah. Everybody just logged off right there. You said demons, they left. They like, I'm through. <laughs> Listen, uh, but I'll never yeah. forget. I'll never forget uh, being in the church and the pastor getting up and saying, Listen, well, first off, I saw that spirit popping around on that floor. And the pastor got up and said, Listen, if y'all not strong, mothers and fathers, take your children out of here because uh, we about to go to work. Now, yeah. I, that, that, that's the day that I come up in. I come up in the day that I, I never forget, even with, with service. If we was going up and there was a couple of prophets, there was one on this side, one, it was a couple on this side. Well, if we saw them prophets get up and they started to pace, yeah, you, oh, everything shut down. Yeah. Everything, no, no music. It, 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 see, that's that sacredness and that's that place that you don't see. We don't see that anymore. We don't, we, we're missing that. So somewhere that, that, that ideal or that thought process fell off somewhere. And it was also a time that if uh, you say a prophet would come or say something, it wasn't always about a house or a car or about a relationship. Um, sometimes, you know, like even in the book of Revelation, it was like, you know what? You left your first works. <laughs> Go back, repent. Um, yep. Back to that sacredness. I remember when I traveled to, uh, Jerusalem a few years ago. And uh, when we got to the actual uh, place of Gethsemane, um, we had been taking pictures all up into that point. And I remember the tour guide saying, when we got there, he said, I know that you are being a tourist and you've been taking pictures all up to this point. He said, this is the one spot that we do not allow pictures. They said, because when you go into this tomb where Jesus was, he said, this is the one spot that you're not the most important attraction. He said, this part is about who you can't be. He said, it's not about you. He said, this is the one part you cannot take pictures. It, it went all through me when he said that because it reset us because we had been taking pictures. This is this and this and this and this. And when we got to that tomb, I still feel chills thinking about it. He said, when you get here, he said, you're not the most important attraction here. And we could not take pictures of it. We took this there needs to be on the top of everybody's entrance that that statement right there that should be at the top everybody should read that should be the one line that flashes across you know everybody's led wall or whatever it is that should be the statement because that is so true yeah. that is so so how do we <laughs> and i know there's not one answer to it but how do we try as a mentor now how do you help to reshape the minds of a group of musicians or even younger people or as you said older people too who that's all they know so it's like me trying to tell someone the importance or how i used to ride a bicycle and have uh, 10 speeds or whatever and they don't know anything about a bicycle. They know something about written, you know, a scooter, you know, going around on town and, and, and written, you know, so they're just, I'm like, yeah, those are the days or are talking about answer machines. They look at that as archaic. So you talk about, you don't need your phones for this moment. You are not important. <laughs> this is not for this moment. This conversation is important. You know, how do you help to shape um, the minds of people that are coming to you for skills, but you need to tell them the importance of moments. I think everything is in repetition and really, um, you know, God's people getting on one accord with some thoughts. And I think the more that we do it 
and, you know, as we do it, as we read the word and repetition and continue to study and do all those things, some of these pieces we have to continue to do. Like what you just said, we should have that everywhere because if you're not on the 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 uh, video team, you don't need to have your phone out. Like like I, I think a lot of those things, you know, those of us that that have voices and those, you know, some may be uh, smaller than others, but I think every, we have to be on one accord with that thought. Uh, as believers. Uh, and I think once we do some of those things, then we just we just allow it to, you know, to line back up. Because I even feel even through this time and last year and all of that, I, I, I think it was a great resetting. It was a, it was something that really God was really trying to show us in that moment because he put us all on the same playing field. Uh, so. So now you're not able to to go to a church service and and film. You you, you, you just have to watch it. So I think I think some things uh, we just have to align our thoughts as believers and continue to push that and just get that voice out there to kind of make people think about some things differently, because if they don't hear it, then, you know, they they won't ever try to process what that really means to them uh, and how can I make an impact and how can I uh, be better at not being a distraction to the to the to the body of believers. So I, I think it starts with those steps and just us just having these conversations and just letting this go. And let this is this is the time you know, where we have these conversations. These are the places, these are the platforms that we get the information out. And if we don't, because I was watching, Bishop uh, did this uh, um, did this little clip and he was talking about at one point how he started playing piano for the church. He said, but after a while, I didn't have to do it anymore because God sent me someone to do this. So I got up, he moved in my place so that I could go preach. So, so it's, it's, it's a continuation of it. It's like at a point, you know, yeah, I started out this way. I got here. It never, never means uh, that you, that you uh, just stop what you're doing. But at some point you got to get up, make a transition for the next person to get in line. Yeah, well, I want to say, you know, and we all love, you know, uh, the Bishop, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, and I, I and I appreciate your humility as well. But listen, as easy as that example was for him to get up out of playing and move to a position where he can play. And it's as easy as you know, you'll be able to. Everybody ain't getting up. <laughs> Some people are not getting up. And some people are staying in the spot that they're no longer um, um, good in or uh, whatever they've outdated. So, so for those people who are staying, you know, and not moving and shifting, how how do you deal and adjust with that? I mean, you know, it's not personal for me, but I'm just saying there are a lot of people who are like, I'm staying here, I'm not moving. I see this other generation coming, but I ain't. They, they they're not worthy of this spot yet. 
actually, I but but I think I, okay. So this is how I used to talk about the well as I started to deal with choirs, um, and when I first jumped in, well, one of my things was is and I I believe that that God um, gives the church what it needs at that point to get sometimes to get things established. Okay, so the thing about that, though, is it established for for everyone that does a position just to help establish the one thing that's always in the back of their mind. Okay, so if I was on the praise team when I was at ETR and we were starting that ministry, I had to sing. I had to play. I had to be an adjutant to the pastor. I had to do all these things. There were some things that were just a part of my makeup. And there were some things I had to do for the sake of the ministry at that time. Now, when I knew, now, when somebody else, God, you know, began to pour other people within the ministry to do certain things, I knew that I had no business always singing. So, you know what? I gave my mic to somebody else. Now, those that don't want to do that, I say this all the time. And I, I say, I tell this to choir members. I don't care what you say. And some people might not like this, but I think we are all anointed to do something. I think there are people that I grew up watching that were anointed to cook. Listen, listen. The people... Are anointed to it's be not a gift. it's not listed in Corinthian, but it is a gift. Let me tell you. L listen, there are people that are anointed to greet folk, to handle folk, because they come with a smile, they come with with that that spirit. There are people, there are Levites that are anointed to sing. If listen here, if you cannot hold your key. And your pitch, your ministry is not the choir. Listen, I'm people. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry because you know, just like with any job, it comes with the list of requirements. If you, if I say, okay, this so is we funny. Gonna I'm gonna tell you what's so, funny. So, this is what's <laughs> funny is how you get closer to your device. For the people to hear you, you're like, listen to me in the back. I want you to know you mean well, but you are not called to the choir. Like you went from a posture of just I'm calm and cool to get. Let me let me tell y'all something. Calm that music down. Calm, calm the music down for a second. Y'all sit down. Let me tell you this. This, this is why it's cracking me up. C carry on. Carry on. <laughs> because. Because you know it as well as I do, man. You have some people that just hold that spot. And I just had to say, hey, listen, I think kingdom mind folk do what they're great at and what, what God has called them to do. You have to understand what you're called to do. And sometimes, well, a lot of times, we don't turn music ministries and everything else into this big social club. And it's not supposed to be that in the church. If, hold on, not only that, we are the first people uh, that that normally the, the audience and the congregation hears. 
we set a tone. So you you mean to tell me that 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 okay okay so most of you preachers now if your preacher don't study he ain't never got nothing to say he ain't, are you gonna keep him in the pulpit no you're not so I mean it's the same thing I just think we need to align with our callings now there are some people out there and I and and a lot of people a lot of pastors have have problems or I don't want to call it a problem. I would say a lot of uh, pastors are loyal, uh, but then too with loyalty uh, comes a reality of really what people people are capable of doing. You still have to have that real conversation. Um, you still have to uh, put the ministry in a posture that God is still being glorified and we're still operating in excellence in all things because i never want anybody now listen my brother came in I, and this is this is my flesh and blood so i just remember this service i came in and he saw me singing and he just looked at he didn't even pick up his bass he he didn't even start playing bass he just looked and he had this look on his face like, what are you doing? And I was saying to myself, OK, this has become a distraction to him. I don't want that to be a distraction to him because it may be a distraction to somebody else. But I'm just doing what's needed. I mean, there are and we know that the distraction is there. Pastors know when you look over in that corner, you know what sound is. And you know what sound. So why not just say, hey, you know what? I, I, I think I have something else for you to do in the ministry. I would love for you to task because I think that this is, I think when we don't have those kind of conversations, we cripple people and we make weak Christians and, and believers and all of those things. Because first off, we can't even have a, a conversation to really, uh, for, well, we can't have a conversation for the betterment of the kingdom. When we can't do that, we're in trouble. Yeah. So it's a conversation. I yeah. think it's a conversation. I think the saints need to just say, Lord, you know, where, where, where would you have me be? I know I can sing in the shower, but it's, it, it don't work in, in the choir stand. It don't work on the praise team. Yeah. Come on now. I, I think I, that that. You no, know, I play drums at home. I know I like. So it's a hobby to some people. See, you can't have hobbies in kingdom work. I know. I just said something. You can't have you kingdom work is not a hobby. All right, y'all. <laughs> it's not a hobby. The, the the altar call has been extended and opened. Come up with put put all the things you thought you were called to do. Put them on the altar. <laughs> Absolutely. Put them out. Uh, I want to shift real quick, and then we're gonna wrap up because everything I thought I was gonna talk about, we did not talk about. But this is this is really good. So none of this stuff is what I. That's God. About. See, that's good. That's God. That's God. Yeah, it's none of the stuff I plan to talk about. But I want to say I want to talk about your producing for a second. For some of y'all don't know, um, the very very first project that I did, um, Terry and um, his brother Simeon, they um, they produced it. 
Um, I would not have had an opportunity to do anything or put anything out had they not given me that opportunity. I was living in Mississippi at that time and um, I had some music I wanted to put out. I didn't know the very first thing to do. And all I knew to call uh, was Terry Baker and um, they uh, produced my first project. Um, now, whatever it sounds like, blame it on them. It ain't me, it's them. No, <laughs> they, they did Absolutely. it. Uh, but I wanted to talk about that for a moment because not only are you a musician, but you have the ability to craft and pull out of things, pull out a thing, uh, pull out stuff in people that they don't know is there. Like there are many sessions that you were like, uh, uh, nope, nope, let's do that again. No, let's place it like this or whatever. Do you believe that that is something that came from, I know you work with choirs and stuff. Do you think that that's something that you always felt that you would do? Did it come from listening and traveling with different artists? Did it come from whatever to be able to have the ability to cultivate and to be able to pull out and to place different things and know what it needs to sound like? Because I remember, you know, some of the music that I would send to you when y'all was sending it back to me, I didn't hear none of that. I'm like, I didn't hear that. So how you got that and how you got that arrangement out of what I sent you, I don't know. So how did you, um, as far as the area producing, you know, how do you, um, or how did you even get into that or cultivate that? Well, I think it was, it was, you know, with everything, I think it was just something that was in me. It just hadn't been activated yet. I think um, a lot of things that we had, have that God has put in us, uh, it just has to get to a place to be um, watered and nurtured so that it can flourish. Um, I really didn't even know that I had a desire to do that until probably after I got past the point of getting to Nashville and, and playing and for a lot of artists and doing that recording, then that, that space started to open up other doors uh, in my my mind and my creativity um, that I knew, you know, I, I knew that with music, I knew what I always wanted. And when I say that, when I listen to a song or if I hear something that is being created, even while I was being the drummer, I was still producing that out in my head. So as as I got to that point and, you know, what I was hearing as I played it, after a while, after hearing everything finished and it aligned with what was in my thoughts, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's next thing I want to do. And then after that point, I just had a, uh, um, I have a, I have a heart for those that believe in what, God is giving them um, because sometimes you can walk around. I don't know in, in Kentucky, sometimes you don't really, you know, a lot of us, uh, well, I'm not going to say that because I know I saw myself out of Lexington, but I'm saying a lot of people sometimes don't see themselves past where they are. And sometimes they don't even know how to get to the next uh, place. But I tell you what, the next step in getting to that place it's just doing it. It's just stepping out on faith, whether it's it's saving up the funds for you to make that move or to start that business or whatever that is. The next step is just to do that, because the one thing that I learned is I can spend money on a lot of things, but this is what is important to me. So why not take that and put that energy here 
and let that open up. So everything that we began to do in that basement, man, we bought it with cash. We got what we wanted. We kept evolving. But more so than that, and we got this from our uncles and our cousins. One thing that I, I will say is that being around um, um, the Mapson family, my family, is that there were a lot of resources. And I, I did have a lot of family members that, you know, at times just give. They saw what was in us, so they sold into us. And that's the key to, to all of it. I think the one thing that we have to do is, as God blesses us, we have to sow. We got to continue. It's, it's sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. So, so with that, even musically, I felt like there, from your project, to uh, Chad Higgins' project, to uh, Kenny Clay's project, to uh, Fortoe project, the Elder Mo project, to everything yeah. that we did inside of Lexington. I mean, it was it was all something that we we had to pour back into, and you know whatever that looked like. You know, the one thing about it is sometimes even with finances, it's it wasn't it wasn't. Finances are not used um, for people to get rich uh, at that point because for our man, my, our mentality was that God has already blessed us. So, you know, God is continuing to give because we continue to sow back into his people. So for us, it was just seeing you all happy, seeing you all proud of a body of work that you created. And then for us too, it was, it was a joy and, you know, just sitting down. I'll never forget, like, to me, like your, your record, I remember sitting down and doing those backgrounds in like two days and that background crew, like floored me. It, it's one other background crew that, you know, that I really set and I really enjoyed you know, working with, but it was like, you knew what you wanted. You knew how to create that sound. And I, and I say that because I looked at your voice with everybody else's and how the textures created this, this sound, um, unto like, like, uh, Kirk Carr's sound. Like it's, it's dominated by his voice, like how Kirk, you know, took all of those different voices and made his like it was that kind of thing. And it it was like, man, it blew me away because it was like in excellence. And it drove us to even want to push more when you see an artist come in and they own their stuff like that. They own their music. They take, you know, pride in doing what it is that they need to do to make that. So I commend you on that because that that was a joy you know, um, and through that process. So, I mean, producing is always been there, man. It's always been, it's never stopped. Uh, somebody asked me like, um, you know, do you need to focus more on this side of playing? I said, if you take one away, then you lose the whole experience of Terry Baker. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to have it all. Yeah. Well, I, <clears throat> once again, um, thank you for giving many of us um, a, a spot and a platform. Um, 
we might have had concepts, but this, almost like you said, with those people who sing in the choir who don't need to be singing, uh, a lot of us write songs that are not. <laughs> we think they songs they not they may not be, you know. So uh, for whatever it is that we were doing, I mean, you took it and you made it what it is. So let me wrap up. Wrap up. I want to do some on the spot stuff. This is not anything that I sent you. So this is on the spot stuff. I want to ask you what who is your favorite drummer or musician. One of my favorite drummers um, as I was coming up was uh, Phil Collins and Chester Thompson. Okay. All right. He spoke to their their playing style and the simplicity of them making the groove feel great was what I uh, enjoy. Um, and I have to go a step, step further because Ricky Lawson is another one. Okay. Chester Thompson, Ricky Lawson, and Phil Collins. Okay. We go to your car right now. What's playing in the car? Uh, Judy McAllister, The Promises of God. <laughs> you saved. He saved, people. He saved. Y'all thought he was going to be listening to Young Thug. He's listening to Judy McAllister. Listen, I'm, I, listen, I, pray, I pray the promises of God all the time. What Absolutely. is your, what is your Absolutely. your favorite? You talked about earlier. What's your favorite food? Oh, definitely uh, would be uh, man. Some people might think that this is okay. So my kids, since I've been here, my kids have made me stop eating this food. But my go-to meal was always hot dogs and brown beans. There it is. Maybe with macaroni and cheese or eggs on the side, depending on if it was morning or evening. I'm so grateful that they have helped you. Thank God for your children. Amber, all of y'all, thank God. Does it ever, ever cause me every other day talking about daddy? I hope you're not eating no hot dogs. So the hot dogs only come out doing cookouts. So unless I'm Firing up the grill. I don't mess with no hot dogs. So, so the Lord has elevated my eating. Come on, nobody. So what <laughs> is your, because you, what people don't, well, most people who know you know you, um, as we've known you for years, you're a praiser and a worshiper. What song takes you in that will have you drop the drum, uh, drop the sticks and go in? <sighs> It's really, I can't say that it's 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 one, but songs like "I Love You Forever." It's songs like those simple songs that just like the music. Like a lot of people think that the the high praise is in all of this. <laughs> no, the high praise is in that "I Love You Forever." That. Listen, that moment right there gets me every time. That moment, those songs get me every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every it's, time. The simple stuff will grab you and you don't you don't even know it grabbed you until it did. Uh what's that um that um I this this is a newer one that I just love all the time uh that I play a lot. Um that that you deserve uh you deserve I, that 
that's another one that gets me. My hallelujah, yeah, that one gets me too. Yeah, but those, uh, those 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 kind of songs, yeah, those get me. What's yeah. your post COVID trip? Uh, Hawaii. Okay. So you never been or just going? Never been. That's one place that I want to go. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Last thing. Um, Terry Baker uh, will not be here forever. What will be said about Terry Baker once he's gone? What do you want us who have been impacted by your life, your family, what do you want said that you, I know that's kind of morbid to think about that, but what do you want said? Um, that I was a lover of God, a lover of family, and um, I mean, what do you have besides that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, um, I appreciate um, your contribution um, and how you have remained one of the few people that I know that have um, had connection with everyone, but has always remained touchable to everyone. Um, that's just a rare trait and uh, commodity that you've had for years. And um, I appreciate it. I appreciate um, our relationship and you doing this. Uh, so I want to see if there's any parting words you want to say to the people. You've rebuked them. You've challenged them. You've told them to lay down their, their gifts and lay it on the altar, get out the choir stand. You've told the musicians to put down their phones. Uh, you've done a whole lot. This is a whole service that has happened. Everybody needs to cash app you. What last thing do you want to say to all those that are listening um, to our time together let the, let the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight oh lord he's my strength my redeemer yeah yeah that's psalm 19 yeah my grandfather that's one of his favorite scriptures he can say all the time where can everybody follow you let we want to make sure people are following you those people who are not putting down their phones right now go ahead so let's see how they can follow you and stay connected to you so give us our, our all your social media accounts or whatever so people can um connect with you. I, I am on ig's baker baker tr1 and i am on um uh facebook as terry baker all right well y'all mm-hmm. heard it first uh so thank you all for um for this time thank you thank you for uh connecting i really appreciate this time thank you again for tuning in remember to like subscribe or even rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it or comment if you're watching this on youtube and remember to share it with whoever you know needs to hear it until next time breathe in be the best version that you can be Everybody else is taken. And remember to embrace your own unique design. I promise you. See you soon.